Hey guys, welcome to the Photography Social, live in conversation with, insert name here, podcast. Um, Yeah, that title might need some work, but we're just going to go with it now. Kind of like the title suggests, the episodes in this podcast will be based on a number of chats that I have with friends and other professionals within the industry that hopefully can provide their own insight into the world of photography and answer the numerous annoying questions that I will be asking. The cool thing about this podcast though, and I guess it's USP, is that I will also be taking these people that I speak to onto trips to different places, all chosen specifically by myself with the intent to actually take some photos as we walk and talk. I'll be interviewing the guests live from these locations too and hopefully can get some interesting insight and knowledge from them to you guys along the way. Okay, so in this first episode, the professional that I'm going to be talking to is actually me. Okay, I know that's kind of cheating, but I thought if we started with slightly lower expectations, the next guest can only get better, right? I mean, that's my hope anyway. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, I've actually been doing photography for around eight years now. Uh, I've worked on various shoots with musicians and commercial companies and startup brands, all of which are just looking for a way to improve their own advertising and advertise their products in a better way. This is so millennial of me to say, but I also run a photography account on Instagram. It sounds really stupid, but it's actually been a really good source for me to get work from, particularly in the last year. Engagement from Instagram really increased for me, and I actually got more jobs off of Instagram than any other platform, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Okay, so the theme for episode one, this episode you're listening to, is all about street photography. Now, personally, I decided to choose this area of photography because I find it to be one of the most interesting forms of photography that you can really do, uh, largely because of how unplanned it is and how hit and miss the shoots can actually go. The options for street photography I find are endless too, regarding composition, locations, subjects, editing styles, all of it. You can really get into depth with it for street photography and come up with some amazing things. Not going to lie, I don't think I chose the best day for it either, but I also decided to give Windsor a go as the first place to take some people to. I took three friends along with me, all of which who I thought maybe could offer some interesting insight into the topic, especially given only one of them's actually dabbled in photography before. You'll see if this was a good idea or not later. Um, But yeah, so without further ado, let's transition to Pass Me in Windsor. Alright, so we're in Windsor right now, trying to find some good places to take photos. And we are currently walking towards a bridge that is lit up. Looks pretty cool. I've never been here before, but Melissa has. Yes. (laughs) And she's showing me all the best places to take photos. So we're just walking towards the bridge now. And hopefully... When we get there, the view will be worth it. Yeah, and no, I normally it is because you can see all down the river and see all the wildlife, so it's quite a good spot. So as you can hear here, my friend Melissa's actually already visited Windsor, which turned out to be very useful, given how bad I am at directions. I'm really bad. That would be good. I'm not going to lie, it's kind of dark out and it's raining, but we take what we are given and we work with it. She nodded. <laughs> Okay, so next I chat a little bit about shooting street photography on phones specifically, as you'll hear very soon. 
Yeah, so today I've only got my phone with me, but I think phone photography is actually can work better than cameras depending on the situation you're in, what you want to get. Obviously cameras are bulkier than phones and phones can take really good photos nowadays anyway, especially if you download like manual apps and whatever. Just to expand on this point more, I use an app on my iPhone called Moment, which I've actually found to be the best option out there for manual settings on phones bearing in mind how many apps there actually are available. Uh, I just find personally the layout on Moment is minimalist uh, and I find it very easy to use. You've got options to control white balance, shutter speed, ISO and even the focus, all of which is incredibly useful, particularly when you're trying to achieve a certain look with your street photography. So for example, if I wanted to take a photo of a busy road from a higher angle, uh, we'll say in the evening with poor lighting, I would set my phone up securely on a tripod because I have previously had not the best experience with tripods and phones. I don't really want to go into it, but that's been a problem. Um, I'd go to Moment on my phone. I'd turn the shutter speed to something like 1 over 1, 1 over 10, set the ISO accordingly too, and then I'd actually be able to achieve a shutter drag effect right from inside my phone. And that's pretty cool because I struggled for years with that on my camera. And to be able to practice on your phone, I think, is a really good thing. And it will only improve your skills on cameras and stuff too. So really, really cool app. Definitely would recommend. OK, I'm on the bridge right now. I'm just looking at different composition options to get. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's raining pretty heavily. But there are some cool angles you can get on this bridge specifically. Um, if I look to my left, there's a Christmas tree with Christmas lights right in the middle of the bridge. So I feel like you could get some cool shots of that, especially if you were to stand in the middle of the bridge. Maybe get a low angle, centre it. I think, to be honest, it would be better being here when it wasn't raining and when it was lighter. But like I said, you, you take what you get. And to be honest, phones nowadays have the capabilities of like taking photos in really low light places and they still look good anyway, so it's calm. Okay, hi. Um, there are also actually options to remove grain. Grain comes from noise in photos, particularly when the camera is struggling to pick up details in the dark, which is exactly what happened while we were in Windsor. There's always things you can do, though, to improve this. Like, for example, there's literally a slider in Adobe Lightroom, which, in my opinion, is the best photo editing software available at this current time. There's a slider that you can literally turn down in Lightroom, and it will remove the noise to its best capabilities. You have to bear in mind you do lose sharpness when doing this. It's definitely an option though, and I find for shoots, particularly when I'm shooting concerts or club nights, the noise reduction tool in Lightroom is amazing. Okay, cool. Let's get back to the walk. <laughs> but no, there are definitely some good options here. You can see the castle if you walk back across the bridge from the other side. The castle's lit up too, so that'll make a really nice shot. After walking to the bridge and picking some good angles for potential compositions, we decided to head back up the hill and towards the best thing in Windsor. Now we're on the way back to the castle, which is the main attraction in Windsor. Am I right, Melissa? Yes, you are right, Anna. <laughs> Great. There's some cool shots you can get of the castle, I think, depending on where you are. So we're just going to have a little wander around and see where the best angles are from. We're around the back end of the castle right now. Looks pretty good but I think it'll look better from the front. Just walking up now, it's literally chucking it down. Not the best day. But you can actually use rain with photography. If you get like, you can get cool compositions with puddles and stuff and reflections. Expanding on this, even though it sounds a little bit weird, 
Puddles and street photography actually go together really well. Depending on where you are, it can be possible to get some very cool compositions using puddles, particularly in the foreground of shots. Uh, reflections always make for interesting framing. I find especially with buildings. I've seen loads of amazing shots where people do creative things with puddles. So rain isn't always a bad thing when it comes to photography, despite what people might think. It's not really very nice to do it in, but you can really get some cool shots with it. So we're at the front of the castle now. Yeah. Melissa just pointing out that it looks pretty cool here because there's like some really nice lights. There's a tree that you can use for framing specifically. It's right in front of a street with some nice Christmas lights. And you said that the projection was cool too, right? Yeah, it's like a Christmas themed, like just hiding with all the lights in the tree. Yeah, which makes a good basis for photos. If you can keep to a theme and run with it, that's always a good thing, especially with street photography. I also always find that if you're producing a batch of photos for a client, it's always recommended to keep to a specific theme. So whether that be at the time of the shoot or the style of editing afterwards, Again, this might sound pretty trivial, but even for Instagram, I would recommend maintaining an editing style just so your work looks well put together and thought out. This is just a little tip that I'm offering, sadly, that I learned from experience. You live and you learn. <laughs> the statue of Queen Victoria is also quite cool because it's right um, in front of the tree. So that could be cool. And like, with all the light shining through in the Christmas tree. That's very true. Yeah, you could definitely get a shot from it with a tree behind, I mean, if you use a shallow depth of field, the lights would look really nice in the background, I and mean, then obviously the statue would be in focus in the foreground. That could be really cool. There's a lot of different options here, to be honest. And the castle's so big as well. If you used a wide-angle lens, you could really get some cool shots, especially to the right, because it's more lit up over there. Even with your phone, you could get some cool photos with your phone. Our other friends are doing that right now. Okay, so not to sound like the most cliché person in the world, but the possibilities for photography and large buildings like Windsor Castle, they're endless. The position we were in at the front of the castle, towards the gates, uh, actually proved to be a great place to start. Like I just mentioned, using a wide-angle lens, such as like a 12 to 24 millimeter, which is actually my favourite lens regardless of the subject, would be especially useful in this scenario. Uh, you'd be able to get a large proportion of the castle in frame and you can then play around with focus and composition. Really amazing place though. Definitely worth a visit if you're into photography. Lots to do there, just in general, if you want just a little meander. And I'm sure it's beautiful in the daytime too. Okay, great. Now we're done with the front of Windsor Castle. We went round to the train station because there's a really cool steam train like model at the front, which I thought would make a cool subject. And while we were there, I actually also decided to ask my friends a couple of questions about street photography, just to get their points of views and their perspectives on it and what they think of it. So first of all, I speak to my friend Melissa, who gives an interesting insight into street photography, as you will hear now. In your opinion, what would you describe street photography as? Like, what, what do you think it is? I think street photography is literally just walking around and taking pictures of stuff that you find interesting, that whether it's... Um, landmarks or street art or just people. Have you ever done it before? I have as a part of my A-levels but I haven't done it since really. When you did it the first time did you enjoy it? It was really good to capture like people's emotions in like everyday life. 
So what Melissa said there is actually a really good point too. I find with street photography, it's an amazing thing to do to capture things that are happening right in front of you. And that might sound really silly, but it's true. Whatever's happening in front of you, whatever people are doing, if you have any kind of camera, I find it to be like a really amazing thing to be able to do, just to capture what people are feeling in that moment. And I know that sounds really disgusting but it's the truth I love it that I mean that's one of the reasons why I love street photography so much in general anyway uh, next I interviewed my friend Alice and asked her the same question and she gave an interesting insight too what does street photography mean to you like in your opinion what what would you describe it as maybe it's something that doesn't need to be done by a professional like you can literally go out into the street and whatever inspires you in that moment, I guess. Just that you want to capture it, it can literally be anything that you want. What you find on the street can be art, and I think that's actually really cool. In your opinion, do you think you can do street photography on like just cameras, or can you use your phone? Like, Have you ever done it, and what have you done it on? Oh yeah, well, I guess if it is just something that you can do on your phone, I guess that's literally something that anyone can do. You don't need to be professional, anyone can do it. If that is the case, then I literally do that all the time. I'm always taking pictures, but I guess if I wanted to take it more seriously I could upgrade to a camera which actually sounds really fun now that we're talking about it. Great thank you for your opinion. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> okay and then last I spoke to my friend Meredith about photography and we actually got into quite an interesting conversation about the difference between shooting people and what kind of setting they're in which you'll hear now. Okay in your opinion what would you describe street photography as? What do you think it is? I would describe it as urban spaces and street spaces with lots of people and shops and stuff like that. Have you ever done it? No. Would you be interested in doing it? Yes. Can you elaborate? Where would you do it if you were going to do it? I don't know, maybe London or like a big city. What do you think the benefit of doing it in a big city is in comparison to like doing it in Egham? Well, there's more streets in London. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're right, there are more streets in London, but what do you think like other benefits are? The prettier streets. Sure, but do you not think street photography is more about taking photos of people as well as the streets? I guess, but it's also like the backgrounds of the photos that's important because that's like the setting that the people are in and why are they in that setting. So that's why the actual like street they're in is important. Cool, thanks. Anyway, I think that's probably it for today because it's very cold and dark. But um, yeah, thanks for following us around Windsor. It was really nice. And next week, I think we're going to go to London. Stay tuned for that. Hope you've had a good time, Melissa. Yes, I have. Great. <laughs> See you in a bit.